Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, Wasted Votes. It's a good idea to discuss politics with your children when they're adolescents, when they're teenagers, but politicizing little kids, four and five and six-year-olds, is really rotten parenting. And I found a good example of this. It's a site called littledemocrats.net, where somebody is selling a book, a children's book, called Why Mommy is a Democrat. He has a couple of sample pages there, and they all have pictures of these little squirrels, Mommy the little squirrel with little baby squirrels and a little baby mouse. And Mommy is doing all these wonderful things. And in the background, there are Republicans who are kind of gray and not very colorful doing horrible things, like walking by a homeless person or graduating from college. The first sample page is, Democrats make sure we share our toys just like mommy does. Doesn't that make you feel good about the Democrats, comrade? The next sample page says, Democrats make sure we are always safe just like mommy does. And it has the squirrels being protected by mom from a passing elephant. This author's about as subtle as a wet fart in an echo chamber. And the last sample page is, Democrats make sure children can go to school just like mommy does. So the subtext of this is really very clear. The Democrats want to be your mommy. And of course we have the Republicans who want to be your daddy and your minister. So we never have to grow up and make our own decisions, boys and girls. Isn't that nice? Now, it's obvious that this author thinks that there's a big difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, whereas smartenized people know better. They know that the differences are trivial, mostly attitude and rhetoric. A Democrat will look at a half a glass of water sitting on a table and say, that glass is half empty. Whereas a Republican will look at it and say, who the hell drank my water? Same situation? different attitude. And the Republicans have the added burden of having their nose wedged so tightly into the ass of the religious right that they can't remove it without losing face. But to my way of thinking, when you lose a right, when you lose a freedom, it really doesn't make a huge difference whether you've lost it to a theocracy or a bureaucracy. It's still a lost freedom. It's still gone. And that's what both the Democrats and the Republicans do, is they take away your freedoms over and over and over again. Now, they may have some minor differences as to which freedoms they want to take away, but they never go in and restore the ones that the previous administration has taken away, so it's always a cumulative effect. And quite often, they don't even disagree on what freedoms they want to take away from you. The Real ID Act, which will go into effect next year and require all of us to carry federal ID cards, may I have your other papers, please, passed the Senate by a vote of 100 to 0. 
oh yeah, there's a big difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. And if you visit OpenSecrets.org, you can see why. The same people who have bought the Republicans have bought the Democrats. They're all owned by the same corporations, by the same special interest groups, and that's the people that they're serving. It's got nothing to do with you and me. I still hear Democrats. I still hear them whining about Ralph Nader running in 2000. That was six years ago. So guys, get over it. Now, I've never been a fan of Ralph Nader. He is the uber nanny. He is the epitome of a lot of what is wrong with this country, with people coming along and saying everything must be perfectly safe, and it is up to the government to make sure that it is. A lot of his books and magazines and reports have more bullshit between the covers than the latest issue of This Week in Fertilizer. But he had every right to run for president. And trying to put him down and say, well, a vote for Nader was a vote for Bush. Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a vote for people who really wanted a nanny do-gooder socialist as president of the United States. Al Gore didn't lose because of Nader. Al Gore lost because he couldn't hold up against somebody as weak as Nader and Bush. Of course, you have a really big problem when you've got a vote that's within a fraction of a percent. There's always a margin of error. People always make mistakes. And then, of course, there's the inevitable fraud. The Democrats are really good at fraud in some areas. The Republicans are really good at it in others. I don't know if it balances out perfectly, but I imagine it's pretty close. And then there's just common human error. And when you've got an election that is so close that it's within that margin of error, you're going to have some problems. And you're going to have people whining about it for a half a decade after it's all over. And could it be that the reason that recent presidential elections have been so close is not because of a polarization amongst the population, but because... There's virtually no difference between the two parties, between the two candidates. Now, when I was a younger man, I never voted for a president that I wanted. It was always the guy that I hated less than the other guy. And I didn't vote for third-party candidates because I bought into this wasted vote business. And so I always ended up voting for the lesser of two weasels. The problem, of course, is when you're voting for the lesser of two weasels, you're still voting for a weasel. Now, I always refer to these people as weasels, Congress weasels. It gets you around the clumsy congressmen, congresswomen issue. And it just seems perfect to me because weasels are sneaky, small, unimportant characters that can really ruin your day. They're nasty. They're vicious. And I was listening to the Word Nerds podcast, which is a really good podcast. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. And Weasel was their rude word of the week. And they mentioned something that I had completely forgotten about. And that is that weasels suck eggs. They'll go into a hen house. They'll go into a nest and they'll bite the end off of the egg and they'll suck all the good stuff out and just leave the shell behind. And when I heard them talking about that, it was like, oh, man, the... Description of Congress people as weasels is even more perfect than I thought. So you have Congress weasels, and they are aided and abetted by civil serpents who also suck eggs. 
So now when it comes to presidential elections, I vote for who I want to vote for. The person who I know is going to get a fraction of a percentage of the vote, who has no chance in hell. But at least I'm not voting for a weasel. Because from my point of view, the only truly wasted vote is if you vote for a Democrat or a Republican. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations. You've been smartened. Hey, the Podcast Peer Awards are over. The first winners have been selected. And what an impressive roster it is. Uh, it was it was tough. It, voting for some of these categories was really hard because you had like five really good people in a lot of the categories, and it was tough. It was tough. Uh, it's like trying to pick between a, a, a diamond and an emerald and a pearl and a gold bracelet and an oddly shaped little gray rock that's somehow very compelling. And there's a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz amongst the winners, amongst the finalists, amongst podcasters in general. So if you want to check it out, go to podcastpeers.org and go to the winners page. Click on that winners link and that'll show you who won and who they were competing against. And you're sure to find some really good podcasts in there. The recommended podcast for this episode is The Brass Figgly not a standard podcast. What it is is a rebroadcast of Gene Shepard's radio shows. Now, you may not think you know Gene Shepard, but of course you do, because of course you've seen A Christmas Story dozens of times. It's a great movie, and it's based entirely on Gene Shepard and narrated by him. And he did a lot of these stream-of-conscious kind of radio shows. Actually, it turned out they were scripted, but they were just really good listening and a lot of fun to listen to. I have no idea what the Brass Figgly refers to. I assume that it's one of his stories somewhere. But he just talks about stories about growing up and stories of the town that he lived in. And a lot of the uh, shows have the existing commercials left in. So you get to hear some of these old 1965 commercials complete with prices. And it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Of course, you know, I always love hearing from you guys because that makes it a two-way communication instead of one way. And my email address is hitman at davehit.com. And of course, if you don't spell it right, it'll bounce, but don't worry. All you have to do is look at the MP3 tags of this file, and you'll find the email address in there spelled correctly. Or you can go to davehit.com, spelled with two Ts, and you'll find email links all over the place there. If you're more the mouthy type, you can give me a call at 206-203-4488. That's 206-203-HIT. And whatever you say into the phone will be sent to me as an MP3 file and may get put in a bonus episode, which I promise, I know I'm way too late on that, but I will have one of those for you very soon. I'm just gathering up all of my email and voicemails and everything to put one of them together. As always, never forget that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.